Hello everybody, welcome again to Scripture Talk. This is Emekai Duma and I want to welcome you to today's edition or episode of our or the, of the subject we've been looking at which is pay attention and we're talking about paying attention to god's word paying attention to the to the scriptures right paying attention to the things that god has spoken to us and we have two scriptures that we use as our text the the first one is matthew mark chapter 4 verse 24 and the second one is luke chapter 8 verse 18 mark 4 24 says then he said to them take heed what you hear with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you, and to you who hear, more will be given. Luke 8.18 says, Therefore take heed how you hear, for whoever has, to him more will be given, and whoever does not have, even what he seems to have will be taken from him. So Jesus is talking to us, and two very important things he's saying is, pay attention to what you hear and pay attention to how you hear what you hear and so that's what we've been talking about and our focus for the last um, six episodes this is the seventh one is paying attention to what we hear and we talked about a few things that we need to pay attention to where the scriptures are concerned we said first we need to feed on the entire counsel of the word of god we saw that in matthew chapter 4 verse 4 and second timothy chapter 3 verse 16. now the second thing we said was to feed on the epistles and our redemptive rights and privileges i want to take some time here right and talk about a few things now um in galatians galatians chapter 3 galatians chapter 3 verse 13 the bible says that christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree right that the blessing of abraham might come upon the gentiles in christ jesus that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith now this is one of the things the new testament especially the epistles talk about when it refers to believers and christians it gives us an idea of what jesus has done on our behalf you see this is some of the kinds of things that we need to pay attention to when the bible says that jesus has redeemed us bought us back from the curse of the law what he's trying to say in essence is that the repercussion for breaking the mosaic law now um and you you can go back to exodus 20 go back to frankly the first five books of moses and you see that there were over 600 laws that um, the israelites were given to keep and they were given to corpse sin. Now, when the Bible says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, really what he's saying is that the, the consequence of not keeping the law, we have been redeemed from it, right? Now, let me put it in another way. The reason the law was put in place was for man to be able to fellowship with God on a certain basis, right? And for man to be able to come in fellowship with God, there are certain things man must do to keep himself in a in a clean state to be able to communicate and fellowship with God. And that's exactly what the law came to do, to stand between man and God, 
especially in their kind of relationship that God could actually admit at that time. So that the purpose of the law was to keep man in a permissive state where he could fellowship with God. Now, the other reason was for man to be kept from the consequences of Adam's sin as much as possible. You know, um, I think it's in Romans chapter 5, Paul said it this way, that sin reigned um, from Adam till Moses. Um, Sometimes we read and gloss over some of those things. But this is what Paul was trying to say, that from Adam's fall right up until the law was put in place, sin had a free course. The consequence of sin and sin itself had a free course. But the law came and sort of put a temporary stopgap to the spread of sin and its consequences right and that's what the law was supposed to do for um for man right you know now paul is then saying in romans in galatians chapter 3 that christ has redeemed us bought us back removed us from the control of the cause of the law right the consequences of breaking the law now frankly whether or not man was under the law they didn't mean anything right you know these consequences were already in the world and man was going through them so what god did with the law was put it in place so that he can shield the chosen people from participating or um, or getting under that consequence now what jesus then came to do is to ensure that the course of the law is stopped once and for all in the life of everyone who believes and that's why it says is by those who receive the promise by faith in christ jesus so we see this that one of the things we can see and we can begin to meditate on especially when it has to do with what we are feeding on is our redemptive rights and privileges what and this is what it means what was the benefit of jesus death burial resurrection and ascension what are we supposed to see in our lives because of the redemptive walk in christ you see the only place we can see that clearly spelled out is in the epistles right and you see someone um the brother higgin actually did summarize the course of the law into three main things one is spiritual death two is sickness three is um what's it called poverty spiritual death sickness and poverty spiritual death has to do with the nature of sin you know the control of the devil sickness means physical malady right and poverty means physical lack you see those are the things that christ has redeemed us from you see you wouldn't know these things unless you spend time reading meditating and studying on these things you see we, we we did a series um some time back and you can go back and check on our um our uh, our platforms really um on this we did something along the lines of intimacy with god and we talked a lot about how to study the scriptures so you might want to go back and look at that but i'm just bringing your attention here that you see as christians we need to feed on these things we have gotten 
distracted for too long with a lot of things out there that we ought not to be feeding on. You see, every believer needs to grow in their consciousness, in their knowledge of the redemptive realities that we have in Christ. And that's why Paul would pray for the Ephesian church. And he would say to them in Ephesians chapter 1, I do not cease to give thank, to pray for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Then the question is, what do you want me to do with this? He said that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, may be flooded with light, may be opened really, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. That word hope there can mean what is the expectation of his calling. The Bible says we've been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. So what does God expect of and from and in us now that we have been called out of darkness one of those things is he expects us part of god's expectation part of god's redemptive work in us is the fact that we have been redeemed from the cause of the law right it says that you may know what is the hope of his calling what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints you see we need to understand and i believe the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints is just talking about our redemptive rights and privileges right that is what he says he wants us to know and he goes on to say and that we will know what is the exceeding greatness of his power that is available or that is to us word who believe so god also wants to, us to know the power that he has put at our disposal. You see, we can't know these things unless we start studying them. The reason a lot of Christians are living um, defeated lives is because they haven't focused their attention on the most important things. They haven't focused their attention on the most important things. You see, a lot of times as believers, we get to the place where we are not sure of our right standing with God. You know, we're not sure of our righteousness and justification with God. You know, in Romans chapter 5 verse 1, and some of all these things, I'm just, I'm just cherry picking. I'm not, this is not a discussion on redemption, but what I'm just doing is picking them one by one as they come to me. It is something that you have to systematically go back and study. In Romans chapter 5 verse 1, the Bible says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God, you know, through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Now, I want you to see something that we have been justified by faith. What does justification mean? It means to make righteous. It means to stand before God without any sense of guilt and shame. It means that um, we are accepted by God. The Bible says that we have been accepted in the beloved. We have been accepted by God. You see, we go around with a lot of guilt, a lot of shame, a lot of complex that would have otherwise been taken off if we had spent a lot of time or if we spend a lot of time um, meditating upon 
the truths in the epistles and our redemptive rights and privileges. And that's why, you see, we do not have so much time to to dig dally or, or spend on certain things that we're spending time on in the church today. No, we ought to spend more time in the word of God, especially when it has to do with what Jesus has done on our behalf. And that's why I am saying here that we need to pay attention to these things. You see, let me go back again to that difference between um, the Old Testament and the New Testament. You see, in Psalms chapter 51, and you might want to you might want to open this and see something, you know, because so, sometimes people are saying, is it not the, the Bible? Is it not the same Bible? Yes, it's the same Bible, but there is an old and a new. If God didn't want to categorize it that day, he wouldn't. He told us that the old has been done away with. Now, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't read the Old Testament. I have advocated here, and that's my first point, that we ought to feed on the entire counsel of the Word of God. We can learn a lot from the Old Testament. And if you notice in the previous two or three episodes, I talked about some lessons I learned from King Asa, you know. And so we can read that, and we should read that, and we should learn that, but we need to spend a lot of our time. And I'll show you something. You see, in Psalms chapter 51, right, um, verse 11, verse 10 and 11, David was praying here, you know, and it's possible that this happened after the whole incident with Uriah and um, um, Bathsheba, right, you know, where, where he took another man's wife, killed the man, and got the woman pregnant, right, you know. Now, he was confronted with his sin and he was praying a prayer. And he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Now, um, we we have turned this into a song. And the song is a, it has a beautiful melody. It, it makes people sober when they sing it. And, and, and all. But you see, you can't sing that to a Christian today. You cannot. It'll be out of place. It's like trying to. It's like trying to. It, it's like trying to install, and and uh, um, a WhatsApp app on um what's it called in Nokia thirty three ten. Those phones that are not smartphones. You're trying to install a program on it. It won't work. Why? Because it wasn't made to receive those kind of programs. Now, the thing is that we're trying to put on Christians what belong to the unsaved people. We're trying to force Christians to accept that they are unsaved, meanwhile they are saved. You see, David is saying that creating me a clean heart. David didn't have a clean heart, not in this from the standpoint that we have it today, because Jesus hadn't died. In um, I think this was in Ezekiel. You know, there was a prophecy about how that God will take away the heart of stone and give to us in the last days during these times that we're living a heart of flesh the reason we have a heart of flesh today is because of what jesus did on the cross so rather than asking god to create in us a clean heart we'll say thank you father because we have 
the heart of flesh. We have a clean heart. We have a new spirit within us. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, 17 says, um, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So the old heart of stone has passed away. Today we have a new heart, right? Now, and, and, and I want you to see this. It says, cast me not away from your presence. You know, God in the New Testament tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So God is not casting us away from his presence. Rather, he's inviting us in. You know, he says, and do not take your Holy Spirit from us. Jesus, in talking about the Holy Spirit, says, I will send another comforter and he will abide with you forever. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 and 6 says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So there's no place. The, the Holy Spirit is not going. He's not going and coming. He's in us. Now you ask the question, what happens if we've sinned, if we do something bad? Well, the Bible says in 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So what you can say is, Lord, that thing I did was wrong. Thank you because your blood is, the blood of Jesus is available and I receive the cleansing from all unrighteousness. I am righteous right now in Jesus' name. And that's it. That's exactly it. It might sound too simple. It might sound too simplistic. But you see, it is the word and faith in the word of God will always bring to pass results. Well, I have to stop here. What I've just done today is to show you why you need to spend a lot more time in the epistles so that you can find out what truly belongs to you and start living like that. Well, we're still talking about paying attention to the scriptures and today we would uh, we just focus on looking at why we need to stay in the epistles we'll continue this discourse in the next episode have a great time god bless you bye if you're hearing this message you have listened to the entire episode of scripture talk podcast and for that we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Scripture Talk is a show where we discuss biblical subjects and answer difficult questions from the Bible. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, do not forget to share with your friends and family. See you next time.